Hi, this is attorney Marco Schiavo from Simmons and Schiavo. A number of our clients are business owners. And when we have business owner clients, there are some things that we have to think about um, in addition to the regular planning for incapacity and planning uh, for distributing assets after their death. We're really looking at, at preserving wealth in a way that's slightly different. Uh, one way is to uh, make sure that there is a plan for the continuity of their business, making sure their business continues after they die and there's value there. The business can be sold. So that's one thing. And then another way to preserve uh, wealth is to make sure that they are properly insured. So I have with me today Chris Shepard, who is the founder and CEO of New Wave Insurance. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Thank you, Margo. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Sure. Um, a little bit about myself. I am uh, president of New Wave Insurance. Uh, founded New Wave Insurance uh, probably about two years ago. I uh, have 15 years of insurance experience, uh, ranging from uh, all the, pretty much the life cycle of an insurance policy. I started out in claims, total loss claims, uh, so I saw what happened to people when they had that total loss uh, accident or that total loss claim, uh, to sales, uh, to management, and now to uh, agency ownership. And I'm very proud to say that uh, New Wave Insurance uh, takes a very unique uh, approach uh, to advising our clients. For us, our motto is, how, uh, is coverage matters. And so when we're talking with clients, it's very important that they understand what they're covered for, what their exposures for, and what uh, educated decisions or choices that they're making when purchasing their insurance. And so uh, our agency uh, roughly uh, is about 50% personal lines and then 50% uh, commercial lines. And we're located right here in the Plainville, uh, Massachusetts area. Okay. And where do you service? Uh, we service both Massachusetts and the Rhode Island markets. Okay, so anywhere in the state, really? Anywhere in the state. We have yeah. clients out in Springfield. We've got clients up in Acton. We've got clients in Plainville. Okay. And then we also have clients in Rhode Island, so All it right. works out well. Okay. Uh, so in addition to, to liability insurance, all right, right, that, that's an obvious. You need, you need liability insurance, and you need workers' compensation. So tell, tell us a little bit about workers' comp. Sure. Uh, workers' compensation, if, if you are a business owner, uh, you hopefully are very familiar with uh, workers' compensation. You understand the necessity of workers' compensation. Uh, but just very basic, uh, workers' compensation is an insurance uh, policy that provides coverage for your employees uh, if, they be, uh, if they become injured uh, on the job and performing job-related tasks. So it provides compensation uh, for their wages and also any medical expenses that they incur while uh, on the job. Okay. All right. And um, what, is, what is the audit? I've, I've heard of workers' compensation premium audits. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that is. That's such a scary word to yeah. audit. <laughs> Tell us what, yeah. the, what exactly is an, a premium audit. Sure. Um, and that is, it is scary. Um, so uh, premium audits are when uh, your uh, workers' compensation insurance provider believes there's some discrepancy that needs to be reconciled. And they can happen for a number of reasons, but typically they fall into, um, audits fall into two categories. Uh, one is a premium audit and the other can be a, um, a classification audit. So uh, I'll, give you an, I'll give you an example of both. So a classification audit is uh, the way workers' compensation uh, premiums are generated 
is they take the not only the classification code of the business, uh, so if you're a roofer, uh, they'll say, all right, roofers have a certain exposure, uh, and then um, employees are then um, charged based off of, uh, or the rate is then determined based off of the job classification code uh, that they have. So if you have a roofer, uh, but um, you put them or you list them as uh, being clerical, uh, that's obviously going to bring the premium down uh, considerably because uh, the likelihood of a, a clerical person having an accident uh, is a lot lower uh, than it is a roofer. Uh, so sometimes um, business owners may make a mistake and classify a, uh, a roofer as someone who does clerical work. And, and, and an insurance company might catch that and say, all right, we're not collecting the right rate uh, for this risk. And so they may decide to do an audit. Um, and then that would be uh, where they would just simply send a letter and then they would want to reconcile that to make sure that uh, they were collecting the right premium for the rate. Uh, the second is a premium uh, audit. Uh, and that is essentially they're not collecting enough premium for the risk. So uh, again, we'll go back to that roofer scenario. Uh, you have the roofer is actually a full time, but as the business owner or the sales representative uh, misclassifies the individual's hours and says that they're only working 15 hours a week when actually they're working 50 or 55, that has a big determination in how much premium is charged and when they would get and an employer might receive a premium audit notification uh, based on that and then uh, the business owner would just want to work with the insurance company to uh, reconcile that as, as quickly as possible. Okay, that's the best piece of advice right there. Just Absolutely. work with them, give them what they want, right? <laughs> exactly, because if they have, if they have a um, um, a lot of these times, these notifications aren't open-ended. They're, sure. they're deadlines uh, attached to them. And so typically it's about 30 days. And if they do not uh, receive uh, communication from you, not necessarily all the documents and everything like that, but they want to hear from you. Uh, so if you can contact them or contact your agent within that time period, uh, usually things you know uh, continue to go in a very cordial manner. Um, if the individual doesn't uh, follow back up with the um, uh, with the insurance company after receiving the notification. Uh, then what could happen is that they could put it in default, and then at that point uh, they could put in a cancellation uh, of your workers' comp. And one of the things you you mentioned earlier, continuity of business. If you're a contractor, if you're a delivery, or if you're you know you're doing any sort of work that requires certificates of insurance, certificates of workers' compensation, uh, or if you're a restaurant, anything like that, if your workers' compensation policy gets canceled, you could lose the job because that would directly be reported to any certificate holders or um, additional named insured, or you know, they can actually come in, uh, they can have you stop working. So they can okay. shut production down uh, because the state takes the position of your workers aren't being protected and it's a requirement that you have workers' compensation. And so you definitely want to make sure you're in compliance uh, because you don't want to, if you're a business owner, you don't want to have any sort of stoppage of work. Okay. All right. Uh, in terms of other types of insurance, tell us a little bit about cyber insurance. That must be a hot topic these days with the, the breaches and different kinds of hacks into computers and things like that. Tell us a little bit about cyber insurance. Sure. 
Um, and actually, yes, it's a it's a very it's a very hot a very hot topic now. Um, cyber insurance is essentially a, uh, an insurance policy that protects you, your company, from any exposures that result from uh, a cyber intrusion or from a hack or any sort of data breach. Um, so, <clears throat> if you have if you're a company and you have customer data, sensitive customer data, you know first and foremost, you always want to make sure that you are protecting uh, that customer data. But uh, should you get hacked or should there be a breach, uh, you definitely want to have a, a, a cyber insurance policy in place uh, to help you uh, meet the requirements that are placed upon you for um, notifying your clients, uh, handling any liability that may result uh, uh, as uh, the customer's data gets out. There could be things that happen that uh, cause people to, to sue you as a result of that data breach. And you want to make sure that you are in a position to be able to uh, financially handle those, uh, those costs in a responsible manner. And an insurance policy specifically uh, tailored to your business's needs uh, can provide that for you. Excellent. Excellent. What other types of insurances should should a business owner have? Sure. Or a business itself have? Absolutely. I think the most, great question, I think the most overlooked um, area of insurance for business owners, in my experience, has been uh, EPLI. Uh, that's Employment Practices Liability Insurance. Uh, everybody knows about packages. Everybody knows about your BOPs. Everybody knows about, you know, your liability, as you mentioned earlier. But EPLI... Um, is really one where I would say uh, a vast number of small businesses do not have and they do not even know about. Uh, and EPLI essentially provides coverage for um, any sort of um, claims that are brought against you for um, unfair hiring practices, wrongful terminations, uh, harassment, um, discrimination, things like that. And those are the things, if you're a small business owner, even a medium-sized uh, business owner, are extremely uh, expensive uh, to defend yourself against. So if I, if I could just give a couple scenarios. If you're interviewing for a position and for whatever reason uh, you decide, legitimate reasons, uh, you decide not to hire a person. If that person um, feels as though they were discriminated against, they can... Uh, they can place allegations and bring a suit against you. Um, another example, if somebody has poor attendance at work uh, and their performance just isn't what it needs to be uh, and you terminate them rightfully, uh, they could still bring allegations against you alleging uh, wrongful termination. Um, you have somebody that you, another scenario, you have somebody that you terminate for just bad performance. They're just, you know, not performing well, and they bring allegations of harassment against you. Those types, uh, if you do not have EPLI coverage, um, the insurance policies will not respond and provide you coverage for that claim. And um, these types of uh, claims are very expensive to defend yourself against because even if you've done your documentation, you followed all the processes, uh, you know, you, you go to your SHRM meetings, uh, your Society of Human Resource Managers meetings, you do everything by the book, you still have to defend yourself in court. And that can be twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in expenses that you have to come up with out of pocket. Uh, and so EPLI coverage provides you coverage 
in those situations and it is extremely inexpensive uh, to purchase or even have it put on a rider on your policy. So if you are a contractor or really a you know, bakery or any sort of small business owner and you have employees and you interview, um, you definitely want to have um, EPLI coverage for all of those reasons and many more um, uh, that, uh, that we just haven't had the time to get to. But EPLI, in my opinion, is the most overlooked um, uh, insurance mm -hmm. uh, in the marketplace right, right. now. Right. And I always tell my clients to make sure they have a good umbrella policy. Mm. So if you could talk a little bit about umbrella policies. Absolutely. Um, so umbrella policies <clears throat> are, uh, are, are really, uh, they're comprehensive and expansive coverage that go above and beyond um, what you currently have, what your current uh, limits of liability are. And so whether you're a, uh, an attorney, uh, whether you are a baker, laundromat, whatever type of business you have, um, you have your general limits and then you have your umbrella limits that lie on top of that. And so should you run into a situation where there's a large claim or even a claim that may not fall uh, exactly within the parameters of your policy, uh, in certain circumstances an umbrella policy can provide you coverage in that situation. So if you are a uh, you deliver for Amazon or, uh, you know, you own a laundromat that offers delivery service or a pizza shop and you've got drivers. Uh, if they rear end somebody uh, or if they hit somebody dropping off pizzas because they have to get it 30 minutes or less, um, you want to make sure that you have you have an umbrella policy to um, uh, to to cover the additional expenses right. uh, that are occurred. So not only your liability limits that can be exhausted pretty quickly, uh, especially if it's a bodily injury case, but your umbrella policy stands on top of all of that, and it just puts another layer of protection in between you and uh, uh, and the person uh, filing suit against you. And normally umbrella policies are a couple hundred dollars. I was going to say, they're not so very expensive at all. They're not very expensive, no. So they really are for your insurance dollar. Uh, they're they're the most bang for your buck. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, Chris, how can people get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, people can get a hold of me at uh, just simply calling into our office. We've got a fantastic staff here. Uh, very. Um, uh, people can get a hold of me just by calling uh, 508-695-1534. The number again, 508-695-1534. Or you can just visit us online at uh, www newwaveinsurances.com that's www.newwaveinsurances.com okay and you can reach us at simmonsandschiavo.com again that's www.simmonsandschiavo.com chris thank you for being on the show i appreciate your time yeah marco thank you very much this has been awesome all right thank you for listening